Hey guys, Ashley with Amare. Real quick, I have some resources for you. So if you've been binge watching my videos, you know the products that I talk about. All of those products are linked in the description box to our post-op shop where you can purchase all of those post-op supplies. So it's amarepostopshop.com. And again, in the description box of every video is the link to our post-op shop for you to get your supplies. Also, we have our online course. So it's post-op lymphatic massage and finding a therapist. It is nine hours of exclusive content. It's for clients and therapists looking to learn about post-op massage after plastic surgery. There are a lot of different kinds of post-op massage, but this course is specifically to teach you about swelling, the science of the lymphatic system, the science of what goes wrong after surgery with swelling, garments, fibrosis, manual lymphatic drainage, and how to find a certified manual lymphatic drainage therapist for your recovery. So that course is also linked in our bio, uh, amarihealingarts.teachable.com. It's also linked in our bio on our Instagram, which is the easiest place to find it. So you guys can go and check that out. Again, it's nine hours of exclusive content. None of it's on YouTube. And I walk you through the entire process, start to finish as to how swelling works, what its purpose is, why we need manual lymphatic drainage, what kind of massage you're supposed to be getting, all the things to take you through your plastic surgery recovery. So guys, if you need me and you wanna set up an appointment, 732-841-0142. We are located in Highland Park and Elizabeth, New Jersey, and I also offer virtuals. So give the office a call if you need my help, and I will see you guys soon. Enjoy the video, bye. Hey guys, it's Ashley with Amare. Hi, um, and today we have a lovely guest joining us. So we are talking about today um, your post-op massages. So what massages do you need after lipo? Um, you guys think it's supposed to be the squeezy crazy things and the aggressive things. And I have my lovely lady here who is going to tell you it's the exact opposite. Um, she did the wood therapy, cavitation, uh, no squeeze massage though. They didn't push blood out of you. Carboxy. What else did they do? Um, Swedish. Sweet, like regular, regular massage, digging, all the things. Um, she had chin and neck lipo, and she's going to tell you all about her surgery in a second. Um, but she did, because the doctor recommended her to do all of the aggressive things and all of the crazy things and all of the painful things, and she followed all the doctor's orders and still winded up finding me because she wound up with massive fibrosis, um, stiffness. What else? Um, like, no sensation... And it was just really tight. Yeah, and painful. And painful, and I couldn't really move my neck. <laughs> yeah, at all. She was frozen shut. Um, so don't do not do those things. You need manual lymphatic drainage. Gentle, gentle stretching of the skin. Manual lymphatic drainage after lipo. Um, so a little spoiler alert. But tell us about, okay, so when did you have your surgery? Yeah, so my surgery was on April 17th, so six and a half weeks ago. And then one week after, I had my first massage, which was with, um, as Ashley said, someone that was recommended. Uh, that ended up being no oil or anything, but was so firm that it was really painful and definitely felt like just a regular muscle work massage. So that didn't work out. So then the second person I went to actually brought out the oils. And How long between the first and the second? That was three days. So you had one massage with the first person? That's right. And why didn't you go back to that person? So I contacted my doc and said, this was actually painful. Is it supposed to be painful? And I said, my bruising has gotten worse. And up until that point, my bruising was actually going so well. 
like it was it had completely come down I almost had no bruising actually a week after and then I went to that first massage and then exactly in the places where it just felt so tender and painful I had suddenly all this new bruising so I contacted him and he said mm, I think you need to go to this other person who's seen a ton of my patients Okay, so after the first massage, you had worse bruising. So I guys, bruising. Uh, again, hot tip. If it is painful, it is breaking tissue. So how do we get a bruise? A bruise is tissue that breaks and then blood leaks out and then it comes up to the surface of the skin. That's a bruise. If you had no bruising and then they do something painful and you feel like it's hurting you and breaking tissue that's trying to heal and then you have bruising, they are damaging tissue. So that was the first person. Mm -hmm. Then three days after, you went to the second person. That's right. And this one was like breaking out the oils, getting in there. At this point, so this was 10 days after my surgery, and I had already formed two spots that were becoming hard and sticking out beyond the silhouette of the rest of the area. Um, and so that second person, she got out the oils and was directly actually working on those areas. Um, and the metric for how she felt it was going well was having it get softer after she was digging into it. But within, I would say, like an hour or two after the massage, it was just completely hard again. Um, and that was explained to me, contact my doctor again, and said, I'm not more bruised now, but it was still a little tender, but it wasn't as bad as the first one. What do you think? And he said, that's fine. That's normal. As long as it wasn't painful. Um, let's see how it goes. I'll see you at, you know, a follow up in a week and then we'll, we'll discuss then. So I went to two more massages. So the, that was on a Thursday, day 10 after. And the following week, I went two more times to that same person. Um, and there was just no improvement to those spots of fibrosis. Like, they were getting much bigger. They were getting harder. They, they felt okay around the massage. Like, they were getting softer. But it was almost immediate that right after, as I was walking home, it would be really hard again. Was it, like, throbbing, too? Did you get the throbbing? I didn't get any throbbing, but I definitely did not get any increase in mobility. And, in fact, I felt like as time went on, I was getting more frozen somehow. Um, and so that's how I wound up <clears throat> back at his office where he said, Oh, no. Like, you're, you have big pockets of fibrosis. We're going to get you into the massage therapist who actually comes to my like medical office and who uses multimodal therapies, whatever is necessary to get rid of whatever issue you have going on. All right. So this first person yes. used oils. No, first person. Was um, no sorry. Oils. The second person, yep. mm -hmm. this, this person that you at 10 days used yep. oils was digging, was like doing a this yes. like really aggressive. It was a lot of like full hand kneading work right on top of the areas of fibrosis. And were there any like tools or anything like that? No. That just was, hands and oil? That was just hands and oil. Okay. So what's happening there is you have an area of broken tissue that's starting to build up and become stagnant and thick and fibrotic. So the fluid from the first person winded up getting stuck in pockets because they pushed it around. As we know, fluid does not get pushed. When you stub your toe, you don't push fluid out of the swollen area. Your body naturally absorbs the fluid on its own. That's swelling on its own as it's healing. Swelling is healing juices. I say it all the time. So the first person did the 
rubby thing Mm -hmm. and then you notice those pockets starting to form oh no you go to the second person that your surgeon's like okay let's try this person Mm -hmm. and then that second person is like oh you have a pocket let me beat it up real quick and dig through it with oil which is gonna cause and is more aggressive than the first person you went to Mm -hmm. and is gonna cause more swelling on the already swollen thick area Mm -hmm. so you're bringing more swelling to an area that's already stagnating and thick and building up that fibrosis. So now it's getting huge and immediately getting hard. So we did three of those. That's right. And then we went to the third person who's supposed to be recommended by your surgeon because she comes to the office and does whatever's necessary to That's get rid right. of it. That's All right. the crazy things. So tell me about that. And what day was that that you went on so day what? That was, uh, that was the third week after. Okay. Because I did obviously nothing the first week, and then I had, yeah, that was three weeks after. Okay. So when I got my first massage with her, I was three weeks and one day. Okay. After my procedure. Um, and until that point, I had gone like two, two times per week. Um, so what happened with the third person um, was I saw this person twice. The first time... The pressure was okay. It wasn't, there wasn't any like kneading of those actual fibrotic areas. There was no oil. Um, But I had pretty decent skin issues after my procedure. Um, Just in general, I have sensitive skin. And just from wearing the foams and just in general having a garment and compression, my skin wasn't doing so hot. So at that point, that person also felt the need to put an alcohol-based skin mask on me. Um, right. I forgot about that. Yeah, and took time to t- try to deal with hyperpigmentation that was happening, which was really ridiculous because it was obviously from s- swelling and inflammation and not necessarily hyperpigmented skin. Um, so that first session was light pressure, no oil, a skin mask, and the worst, I got um, two things. Put, like, some kind of, like thick gel and then took what looked like an ultrasound machine and then was pushing on the spots thankfully because of the gel it was not as painful as it probably could have been um but that machine um the ultrasound cavitation machine um ended up like just it was so much pressure on there that I started getting worried. I was like, okay, this is kind of the same thing that has already been done in terms of kneading directly on the spots. So that was not, that kind of set off a little bit of, hmm, I feel like we're doing the same thing. Um, Cause that's just how it felt. It felt like pressure on the fibrotic areas. And so at the end of the appointment, uh, she broke out the needles. <laughs> and wanted to do a carboxy injection. So with the carboxy injection, on the one side, while I had a lot of swelling, it was still it was still a little bit on the softer side, almost like a gummy putty kind of consistency. That side, um, put the needle in, turned on some crazy sounding machine, and I assume all of that carbon dioxide just went into my skin. That side was pretty painful, wasn't too bad. The other side, which had, which was pretty hard by now, um, was extremely painful. It, it felt like there was just, I don't know, it felt like there was no room in there and they were just like injecting basically air into the space. 
So she said, okay, you're going to look a lot worse. It's going to be extra swollen because of all this extra air. So I don't want to see you again this week. I want to see you a week later at four weeks. Okay. So I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to see what's going to happen. And I got super swollen. And then when it started coming down, in hindsight, I was like, oh, this is so great. It looks better. Um, In hindsight, I think it was obviously just that it had gotten so much bigger that when it came back to as swollen as it was before, I thought, oh, it's working. Um, So then I went to her again. And when I showed up, for the second one with her at four weeks um that's when again started with the gel the ultrasound cavitation machine and then broke out all the wood tools and that was so painful that was extremely painful and by now both sides were pretty hard um including the like gummy putty side and the wood therapy was it was just so oh my goodness it was so painful there was like a weird cup shaped thing with a little scoop in it and she was just using it to kind of like dig into the spots that were really swollen and that made my skin so much worse too um because it just i think was so abrasive and again like no oil so just imagine like a semi rough piece of wood going up against your skin um so my skin was bad um, the two sides were looking no better. Um, it was just horrible. Oh, and that second time, another round of carboxy injections. Yay! Which were even more painful than the first round. Because by this point, it was just so... There was no room in there. It was all inflamed. Um, so that was four weeks. And at that point, I was like, this is, this is, this is not good. Like, this is really not good. I followed all of the recommendations. I have, like, switched people at the drop of a hat based off of what I was recommended. Um, and at that point, I was, you know, 2 in the morning going, <laughs> I need to do something different. I'm going to figure out what might work for me and not what my surgeon's recommending. Um, and that's when I found you. Yay! I was looking for around me in Jersey and I actually, no, that's not how that happened. I actually stumbled on one of your videos and I was like, oh, oh my goodness, she really sounds like she knows what she's talking about. So I was like, please, please. And I found one other person who ended up being in San Diego. And then I was like, okay, please, like, please let her be near me. And then when I saw you were in New Jersey, I was like, yes, <laughs> yes. Cause you had fantastic reviews and in general, um, I saw the one video where you were talking about the kind of pressure and how it's supposed to feel. And I was like, this is, pretty much exactly what I thought every massage was going to be and then ended up not being um and so that's why I was super confident to just show up and see and with you I feel like within two or three sessions yeah it was like drastically different I mean those pockets of swelling got soft it came down I got so much mobility back I'll let you ask any specific (laughs) questions I'm just like I'm just so excited because I finally feel like I'm actually excited about the surgery, whereas the first month was this train wreck of, ugh, why did I even do this? Yeah, but the why did you even do this came from being batted around with all of, like, nobody explained anything to you and they're just doing a bunch of stuff to you. So the ultrasound cavitation, let's talk about that. Yeah. Um, Ultrasound and cavitation, that machine, is meant for blasting 
fat cells or blasting cells, right? Breaking apart tissue, breaking apart cells. Here's the problem. As you said, inflamed. It's not tissue yet. It's swelling. It's inflammation. Fibrosis is fluid that got stagnant and stuck and is starting to congeal like a gel in your skin. And it goes from being a gel to like a putty and then like harder and harder and so on. Fibrosis is not actual tissue yet. So you're using ultrasound cavitation on swelling, trying to blast it, which is going to cause more inflammation. So that's number one. Number two, carboxy. Injecting carboxy into a fibrotic area, like you said, there's no space. It's going to inflame. But then when the inflammation comes down, there was no work done. It just inflamed. Um, Wood therapy. Again, like you said, it felt like what you already had done. Because again, it is inflaming you. It is breaking tissue. So you've literally done every single type of post-op massage Mm -hmm. for your lipo. Mm -hmm. You've done wood therapy, ultrasound cavitation, carboxy, Mm -hmm. Swedish, Mm -hmm. uh, aggressive digging and rolling. Mm -hmm. The only thing you didn't do was have fluid squeezed out of your neck, which obviously we know is not real. That is not a thing. Guys, if you have never seen my face before or know anything about me, squeeze massage and incisional drainage are illegal for massage therapists to be doing. That is not massage. It is not drainage. That fluid coming out is not drainage. It is blood and healing juices that your body needs. We should not be pulling any of that out of your body ever. Uh, No one should be coming near you with a needle unless they are a registered nurse or a doctor aspirating something medically, not a massage therapist squeezing anything out of you. So you have had all of that. Mm -hmm. What made you look for manual lymphatic drainage? Because again, post-op massage is not the same thing as manual lymphatic drainage. What you need after lipo is manual lymphatic drainage. So what made you look for that instead of listening to your doctor and continuing with all these squeeze massages and this just keep getting worse? Yeah, I think that last session, it was one, really painful, which I know from at least a few resources I'd read online that said post-op manual lymphatic drainage should not be painful. So that kept being, it was just really nagging me. Um, And then the second was the fact that there were just so many things done in each session of that last person I went to that I felt like there was absolutely no like method. There was no like actually feeling what was happening in my neck and trying to assess what was going on. It was like, okay, I have five different things, modalities available to me, and I'm just going to cycle through them like five minutes each. And it didn't feel like, it didn't feel like there was any kind of personalized process. And second, it felt dangerous. There was no science. No. There was no explanation. Definitely not. There the was no like process. The was carboxy. And the explanation was that your body senses carbon dioxide and brings more oxygen to the area because it's like, oh, you know, a less oxygen environment, we need to flood the place with oxygen. That was the only explanation I got. I was like, that, okay. But the results were non-existent. So let's explain carboxy real quick. So you are correct. Carbon dioxide to the area, your body brings more oxygen. Correct. Mm-hmm. That's how it works, right? We inhale oxygen, we exhale. Right. right. So with carboxy, when you're talking about healing an area, mm. that's fine. Swelling increases something called diffusion distance. I talk about this in my post-op lymphatic massage and finding a therapist course. If you guys are watching this video and you're like, 
oh my God, all of these different kinds of massage, which one do I need? The link is in the bio to our course, um, post-op lymphatic massage and finding a therapist, where I go into detail about all of this, every single thing, and walk you guys through all of it and hold your hand through the whole thing so that you understand what manual lymphatic drainage is, how the healing's supposed to go, how the swelling's supposed to work, when it's supposed to go down. All of that is covered in the course. So the link is in the bio for that. But carboxy. So swelling increases something called diffusion distance. Diffusion distance is the distance between cells or between like your skin and your tissue that it takes for blood and oxygen to reach the area. If you have a bound up wad of proteins that are turning into a congealed brick, fibrosis, it is going to increase and impede the diffusion distance in your skin for nutrients to get to your skin. Hyperpigmentation is one of those things, discoloration, because you're not getting proper oxygen and nutrients to your skin because the swelling and the fibrosis is blocking it, which your hyperpigmentation is almost pretty much gone now, Mm -hmm. now that we've like solved the fibrosis issue. In like two weeks, you almost have like no fibrosis. It's now just like tiny little areas instead Uh of one big wad. Um, And the hyperpigmentation, so if you guys have hyperpigmentation, I suggest take a look at your body, wherever your lipo was, and feel. If it is hard underneath the area of hyperpigmentation, your skin is lacking oxygen and nutrients due to the fibrosis. So the thought behind carboxy is force it to the area. But guess what? The diffusion distance is too spread. It's not going to bring anything to the area because it can't get through the brick of fibrosis. So I I know I haven't explained that to you yet, but here you go. Um, So that's how that works. So you've done all the things, none of them. You read that post-op lymphatic massage is supposed to be gentle, and you found me. Right. I did find a couple places that were doing lymphatic massage but at this point I was like no I really want somebody who specifically is about post-op and everything that entails because at that point I think I had learned that it's pretty easy to say you do lymphatic massage which all three of the people I went to claimed they did lymphatic massage um but that was obviously not the case especially with the third person who's like slapping face masks on me and doing all this stuff I was like this is it doesn't even seem like it's within the purview of what somebody who spent a lot of time doing lymphatic massage would be focused on um so at that point I was like no I want like somebody who specifically is about post-op not just lymphatic massage even yeah and that's the thing again post-op massage is not the same thing as manual lymphatic drainage you guys will look up like you said Mm -hmm. lymph drainage yes And it's different than manual lymphatic drainage, which is the actual skin stretching technique that gets your body to reabsorb the swelling and the proteins, the proteins that cause fibrosis, the proteins so that you pee them out. Um, So that's the big difference between like post-op massage. Mm -hmm. When you're looking for massage, you're not looking for post-op massage. You're looking for after lipo, manual lymphatic drainage, not lymph drainage, not lymph massage, but specifically Mm -hmm. manual lymphatic drainage. Because like you said, all three people said they did lymph massage and lymph drainage Mm -hmm. but none of them were manual lymphatic drainage they were all post-op lymph drainage whatever that may be um did you happen to check any of their credentials yes the first one had um a cldt and i didn't really like i didn't dive into it i just looked up what those letters stood for i'm supposed to be certified lymph drainage therapist um and at that point because that was my first one, I hadn't become too uh, jaded yet of the process. So I was like, oh, great. Like, that sounds totally legit. And came doc recommended. So I was like, fantastic. I'm just going to go. And, you know, it'll be great. Um, but I even remembered saying, like, 
as I took my garment off, like I'm seven days post-op, like understandably anxious about if this is gonna hurt or not. Um, and it was definitely, I mean, I've now had like four massages with you, um, five, five massages with you. And I can tell you it was nowhere near the same thing. So like, the person that was CLDT that's right. was very rough. Yeah, and I was 70s post-op, and there was there was a lot of, like, putting weird like fingertip pressure. Yes. Like a lot of this. That's right. Yeah, that's not MLD, not even close. We're not – so we are moving the skin parallel to your body. We are not digging in mm-hmm. to your body. So, again, guys, credentials. The, the find a therapist part of the course is for exactly that, which I explained to you. Right. Knowing the credentials to know what schools we went to, to know that your therapist actually can do the gentle, true, manual lymphatic drainage technique. Not a weekend certification course. Do you know how many hours that course was? I have no idea. Okay. Because our courses need to be 40 plus hours uh-huh. and from certain schools and accredited with certain letters after our name. Mm. All of that is in the course for you guys so that you don't fall into the trap and just see letters after a name and think, oh, well, they're lymph drainage certified, and then they wind up scraping through you with their thumbs, breaking more tissue, ruining your post-op results. Mm -hmm. So there's also a vetting a therapist guide where we have all these questions to ask, like all the questions that you called Alex and asked. Mm -hmm. Once you've finally gone through all of this craziness and you were like, hi, is it gentle? Hi, are you certified? Hi, like all these Questions to make sure I know what I'm doing, right. um, as well as knowing what credentials and what schools they come from and what licenses they need to hold to verify that they're doing the actual this gentle skin stretching parallel technique and not this. We don't want that. This is what you had done. Yes. A lot of this through your lipo area that caused all the fibrosis yep. to begin with. Um, so the PDF, the Vetting Your Therapist PDF is the link in the bio that goes with the course where I walk you through each question and teach you how to vet your therapist. That also is link in bio for the course for you guys to enroll. Um, but yeah, that's that's 90% of the battle is you're going to someone who says that they're certified yeah. and then they're doing the complete opposite of what the traditional scientific medical modality technique is made for. Right. Manual lymphatic drainage is designed for cancer patients to work in the medical field on lymphedema to treat um, Lyme and all kinds of autoimmune conditions and sinus infections and sinusitis and all these things. It is a medical modality. It was not created for post-op. Post-op massage, Mm -hmm. like you said, they do their five minutes of each thing and call it a day. That little routine is post-op massage. Mm -hmm. This, there's never a routine. It's Mm -hmm. different every single time based on where you're swollen, where you still have fibrosis. We're adjusting and rerouting the fluid for the way that your body's healing. Mm -hmm. They weren't so much concerned on your healing as they were, well, we just need to get you to look fine. Right. But you couldn't move your neck. Yes, that was my biggest concern. Yeah. Like, I probably, for me, the pockets of fibrosis, while obviously alarming because they were throwing off the look completely, the thing that really got me was how how much more stiff I was becoming. It almost felt like every passing week instead of something that was supposed to be getting better, it was just getting worse and worse and worse. And no one addressed that? No one was like, okay, here's how this is going to get better. Here's how this machine works. Like, No. And even my doc, when I, so before, right before I started with that third person, um, said that it was normal. And I, I kept thinking, but I feel like a week after my procedure was probably the best I felt. I'm not even kidding. Before you started the massages, yes, you felt at all. Yeah. Before I got to this, 
before I came to you at, at four and a half weeks, yeah. I felt like at one week, everything was actually going really well. And I had gained a bunch of sensation back and I was able to move my neck. And then once I started all of these things, it just felt like it was getting worse and worse and worse and worse and yeah. worse. Yeah, all the like would there be crazy post-op yes. massage and things. so stiff. To the point where I actually really couldn't turn my head you, from side you to side. You had all. no range of motion. I was like completely you like you had to move your like shoulders to move everything. Yeah. It was it was really bad, and that was a big part actually. Also, now that I think about it, of why I was like I need to do something different, and I I really want to be extremely picky about where I go, who, and, especially who you let touch your results. You paid a lot for this. I know, and I was like, okay, for four weeks now, I've like listened to my dog done all of the recommended things and I was like enough is enough at this point it's I think I need to just take things into my own hands and I'm just really glad I didn't wait even more yeah because I think it would have just kept going like on and on and I worry that those pockets of because it was really bad I mean the one it wasn't pockets honey it was massive massive. fibrosis massive and I I feel like with time if that had become even worse and become like semi-permanent and then permanent it would have been devastating yeah at the one year mark is when it starts to become permanent Mm -hmm. guys so if you had lipo and you have fibrosis if you're before a year reach out to my office set up an appointment with me we are in new jersey but i also do virtuals um yeah if you're before a year we can still get rid of it i mean we're getting rid of yours like really quick like lightning quick yeah it's It's been two i came to you two weeks ago and you're almost like no fibrosis yeah i actually went out yesterday with people and you couldn't really see anything yeah your neck looks really good yeah so she had chin and neck lipo i don't know if we said that and jaw and jaw jaw lipo yeah um no heat no body tight no 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 none of of that none of the tightening just the lipo no baser nothing traditional neck lipo and like she said guys it's not about the lipo it's about the really bad aftercare you said a week out you felt perfect you had sensation you didn't have any numbness the numbness is coming from the bad post-op massage ruining everything uh so also if you're numb and you weren't numb before and now you are yeah, it's the post-op massage that's breaking more tissue, causing numbness. Um, but yeah, you didn't have any of that. You yeah. were you were great. No, everything was going really well. I before had, you did the post-op massage. That's right. The only place that I had one week, the only place where I had a little bit of that residual numbness was right under my chin where, where the, the incision is. And where the most tissue was removed. Yeah. And so that's where it was obvious that I had the most swelling, whereas my neck, yeah. one week out, was almost no swelling. Until the massage started. Yeah. So, guys, if you are continually having swelling issues, like, and it's not, it's better after the massage and then it's not, it's the massages that's causing the swelling at this point. So, swelling happens from an incident. You have surgery, you get an injury, your body sends in swelling as reinforcements um, to heal the area. So, usually around, like, like you said, one week, swelling is done, it's in there, and it's working on whatever's needing to be healed. If you continue having swelling events where you continue swelling, there's something going on with your recovery. There's something going on, like, especially if it's hurting. Mm-hmm. If it's hurting and your swelling is still there and getting worse, not better, and changing form and becoming hard, it's your massages. We need to take a 180 real quick. Go purchase the course and figure out what you, what you need to be doing. Um, I think that's, there was one other thing I was going to ask you. I forgot. I don't know. Skincare, maybe? Oh, yeah, your skin. Yes. 
So when did the flakiness of your skin and the peeling and like the layers of missing skin yeah. happening, when did that start happening? So that skin was doing honestly okay, I would say, up until the last person. So I would say that the alcohol, actually, I, I walked that back. Even with the oil-based kneading, I was starting to notice near my really fibrotic areas. I was starting to notice that the skin, while the oil and the massage, like immediately after, it would feel okay. Um, like that night, for example, when I was washing my neck, I started feeling kind of like rough, rough sandpapery skin. skin, and it was really painful, like super, super tender skin. Yeah. That's because they ripped away layers of your skin. When you're constantly, they're giving you like a friction burn. They're mm. constantly doing this over skin that is already compromised and swollen and thinner because it's swollen. And then they're doing this. They're literally peeling away layers of your skin. Right. And then the wood therapy, I think, is where it hit oh, like, yeah. a, like a breaking point. Where at that point, my skin was just so tender that the pressure from my water, like in my shower, was excruciatingly painful. Like just water. Yeah. On there. And I was like, oh. Um, and I feel like all of the stuff that we have done has done in two weeks has done like an insane 180 in my skin. So let's talk about your skin. What are we doing for your skin? Tell me. Yes. So I think. Even two- though it's the MRI protocol. Tell me. <laughs> sure. The two big things um, is the, the cream, the post-op cream with the Arnica in it, um, which I've been using at night. And then the silver gel. The wound care. The wound care, which I think has made a huge difference in that sandpaper quality. It's also lightening my incision scar, I've noticed. It was so really it's pink. scar prevention. Mm. So our wound care is scar prevention. See this on my face? You see the white mark? The white mark is a burn. The brown around it is the scar. This whole thing used to be dark, and I use the silver gel on my face like I told you every day. Um, when you have a scar... It's not the cut itself, it's the damaged tissue around it that causes it to be dark. So if we use the wound care and Mm -hmm. prevent the tissue from being damaged and the skin from being damaged around the incision, the only thing you're left with is the white instead of the dark. So it's treating that whole area. Yeah, and I didn't start that until five weeks after my procedure, and I would say even Yeah, you started that that last week. You've been with me for two weeks. Yeah, the post-op cream I've been using since the day I saw you. Yeah. Um, Because I think when I came to you, my skin was really, it was peeling, it was a a hot mess. It was coming off in like layers. It was coming off in layers, it was just like Leaking and peeling. Um, And I think that I was using that post-op cream for the following week, like two to three times a day, like washing, putting it on. Um, and that got better really, really quickly. And then it was the following week, so last week, um, that we started with the silver. And my pink, so like my incision was starting to get really pink. And I feel like now, a week later, it's becoming really faint. Yeah, it is. It's almost gone. Yeah, it's really faint. It's like starting to blend into my to the rest of my skin. And those sandpaper parts are are gone. Are gone. <laughs> this morning in the shower when I was when I was washing my neck, I was like, whoa. Like, it was almost completely, there was, like, the tiniest little spot, and I was really, really floored because I had that for... Five weeks. Yeah. Your entire recovery year. Yeah. Since the massages. Since, the mas- so, since they yeah. ripped up your skin during the massages. Yeah. So, that was something I dealt with for several weeks, and I feel like one week with the silver, and it was, it's so, so much better, and I think... Like the morning silver to deal with summer weather has been great because it's so light. It's Yeah, it's non-alcohol based. Mm-hmm. Very, very light. And then the post-op cream at night, I wake up and it, I can tell like my skin is really, really soft and supple. And 
It's been great, and I feel like my skin is, it's really noticeable. The difference yeah. is really, no- and in how it feels, because while not having the mobility, obviously that was not great, um, having the skin look so bad was obviously also a source of anxiety, um, and it just didn't seem like it was getting better. It was just getting worse and worse and worse, and so I think my skin is another place where I would say coming to somebody who specifically does post lipo work I think was huge for that because you've tested things you've tried them on on yourself you and and so many people and I feel like having that really specific targeted approach of like after lipo there are multiple things we have a we have a protocol we hit everything at every angle so nothing gets left behind in the healing we deal with every aspect of healing like every time I come in like changing something with the compression to make sure it's hitting everything plus the massages, plus the very targeted skincare to do specific things, I feel like is why like a post-lipo person is so important. And I wish I had come like first. <laughs> That's okay. But That's I'm, glad. I'm glad. Good was, news is, you know, as I say all the time, good news is it's not going yes. anywhere. Bad news is you got to deal with it at some point. It's not going anywhere. Right. But I'm here, so we can deal with it. <laughs> um, talk to me about the foams and how they've worked for your fibrosis and when you yeah. notice the difference. Like, tell me the difference between the memory foam that you had and the Amari label foams that we started you on. Yeah, so my doc um, was very concerned about the wrinkles in the <laughs> that you could get from the compression garment. So gave me foam, and at the time I remember thinking, wow, that's so nice. Um, and... Right after my surgery, it was cut a certain way to accommodate the like significant amount of swelling. And then 10 days after, when I saw him first, um, went in and kind of cut it down and made it a shape where it was supposed to kind of have a portion right underneath my chin and then fan out along my neck. Um, and that was fine. I didn't know anything about it. And then when I came to you two weeks ago and you gave me the polyurethane foams that you had, I noticed a huge difference in how it felt. Like the memory foam deforms so much. Like it collapses. The memory form collapses into your face, causing static fluid to build, which will then cause fibrosis. And that's kind of what what we were dealing with under your chin was from the foam, the fibrosis from the memory foam. Because I remember thinking, wow, this moves so well. Like, it's pretty, it it bends great. And I remember looking to make sure that it actually was making the shape of, like, chin to neck and actually doing that curve. And even though it was doing that curve, it wasn't actually changing anything under my chin. I was still kind of numb, and it just, it wasn't doing anything. Um, and then the first day itself, after using the polyurethane foams that you gave me, um, was a huge difference. The next morning, I woke up and it was like both pockets of fibrosis had gone down. I was dealing with a little bit of like bumpiness in my in my jaw, and um, that was something that has been been around for a while. That everyone just kept saying, "Oh, it'll go away. It'll get better." But then with the with the foams that you gave me, it actually got better almost overnight. overnight. It did. Because I saw you the, not the following day, but the day after and it was gone. Yeah. So two days and all that and bumpiness the, the, was Yeah, gone. the bumpiness in my jaw was completely gone. Um, and so I could tell, a, I can just tell a really big difference in terms of how it's putting pressure on the spots instead of collapsing into it. 
and I think that like first thing in the morning has been so clear to me like I will wake up after these phones and everything will be extremely soft first of all like I I have no hard spots when I wake up in the morning like it's wild like they're not even hard um, and the one side that has improved dramatically, I would go so far as to say it's not even like putty anymore. No, it's, it's like it's, it's like a tiny little string, like a baby yeah, little cord. Yeah, and it's so soft. It is, yeah. And I think the compression does have a big role to play because I think, I think the massages, at least this is how I, you can obviously chip in, but I feel like the massages really help to get things going, and they really encourage that lymphatic movement. But I think like the day after day of putting that in the foams. the foams is what's kind of helping it go from that really congealed state to yeah. actually being soft to the point where lymphatic movement can do something about it. Yeah. So I feel like it's a really important part of the whole thing. And that's the thing is your supplies and your at-home care. So we have all our supplies in our post-op shop. If you're not seeing me in New Jersey, you can still get the Amari Lipo foams for your fibrosis online, as well as the post-op cream to go along with that and the silver gel wound care. Um, the foams are what mobilize the proteins that cause the fibrosis and turn them back to floating, free floating, mm -hmm. so that they're swelling rather than a hard brick. Your body can absorb water. Your body's not going to absorb a brick. So once that's all floating in there and it's swelling, I do the massage, I open the floodgates. That's why you're only seeing me twice a week. Because with fibrosis, again, as you know from your other massages, constantly going over it, it's just going to cause more swelling, which is then going to get more congealed, and you're going to build a mountain of fibrosis. Whereas with the foams, it's constantly mobilizing by sitting up against your skin. Anytime you move or talk, it's doing that micro movement mm -hmm. to constantly mobilize your lymphatics, getting those proteins moving and reabsorbed and you pee them out. So you're literally melting away your fibrosis mm -hmm. by using the foams yeah. and then it becomes water and I open the floodgates and you pee everything out. Yeah, I never would have thought that the kind of foam would have made such a big difference. Yeah. But it's kind of night and day. Like I, I didn't even... I wore my garment religiously. I wore the foam I was given religiously. Even though after the first five days, I had instructions that said I didn't need to wear it 24 hours, I still did. And that was crazy to me because I was like, I wore it. I did all of those things and I still got massively fibrotic anyway. Like what exactly was I missing? And that's why I think the quality of the foams actually do make a really big difference. Well, yeah, it's the material, the material right? It's yeah. it's the actual construction of it. It's yeah. not this, it's not just foam. It's right. medical grade polyurethane foam. There's a difference. Um, so where it goes wrong in all of this is the massages, a hundred and ten percent. Like that's where it went wrong for you. Yeah. You were perfect before that. Yep. This whole idea of post-op massage where we're using 10, 12, 13 different things on you and all of those things are abusing your skin, causing inflammation, bruising right after, which is a huge sign of broken tissue, right? You bump your arm, you get a bruise, that tissue was broken, now you have a bruise. All of that is where your complications of fibrosis came in. Right. You had no complications before the post-op massages. Right. Then you did. Um, and then we did the science thing, the same science we use on lymphedema patients after cancer, the same science we use for anybody that has swelling, not just after surgery, but that with the foams and all the at-home care that you're doing, that's what's making the big difference. Right. Um, I think that's pretty much yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I'm six and a half weeks out now, and I feel like 
Yeah. I've come so far in the last two weeks that I would say, I actually think from surgery to today, thanks to the last two weeks, I've actually recovered really well. Yeah. You, you we, like, we saved it. Yeah, we <laughs> we feel snatched like we it up. We saved it. Like back, back on track. Yeah. No, you are back on track with your timeline. And yeah. I talk about this a lot in my videos. You came to me at four weeks. Yeah. You came to me at a month out. Mm -hmm. Your body was like negative 10 days after surgery it wasn't just like before surgery it was even further back than that because now you had fibrosis built up on top of it right. so in two weeks we did like six weeks plus of healing yeah. and got all of that gotten rid of and that's the difference guys why are we doing our massages to get the swelling out why do we need to get the swelling out to heal if we are doing things carboxy wood therapy cavitation aggressive massage, digging thumbs in there, using oil, using alcohol masks for pigmentation. That is not the healing work. That is massage. That is not the healing work. Manual lymphatic drainage is the healing work that you need after lipo. And you need someone like me who understands all these things. Mm -hmm. um, do you have anything else to say? No, I just think that um, like doing your research and... I think even if your surgeon has recommendations, there's no harm at all in doing your own research. Yeah, of, taking the course. Yeah, and, and of doing like your own due diligence, really, which I, I wish I'd done a bit more. Well, that's why I made the course, because you found credentials online, trusted right. them, and then someone was digging their thrum, thumbs through you. That's right. So doing your research, the post-op lymphatic massage and finding a therapist course is your research. The end. All the science is in there. Yeah. The credentials are in there. What you need as far as massage is in there. All of your research for lipo, massage, after lipo, after plastic surgery, is the course. That's your that's your research. That's it. Because everything I explained yeah. to you is everything that's no, in there. No, it's really helpful because I spent, so starting when I got those pockets, I mean, I was up till two, at least a couple nights, being like, is this normal? And, you know, what is this? I'm just looking into a lot of, like, what should I do? What should I be doing on my own? Because I yeah. wasn't being given any directions in terms of, like, here's what you should do, be doing at home. There was absolutely no changing of my garment. Yeah. There was no, like, this is what will help your skin. And there was no, like, you know, try to do gentle, like, yeah. do, do touch the area, right? Yeah. In fact, oh, how did I forget this? One of the massage therapists told me, be very careful because you'll get stretch marks. What? <laughs> I can't. I can't even believe I forgot that. That's right. You never I, told me that. Yeah. Is it because, two weeks? You've never said that. I know because I, because I completely just I just I blocked out so much of this that that part I remember thinking what stretch marks what um that threw me for a total loop um and so I remember being like oh I guess I shouldn't be like touching your touching neck. it or like even moving it in certain ways and then I was like that stretch sounds marks? ridiculous stretch marks because the skin is thin and healing and sensitive and susceptible to so the skin is thin because it's swollen right um you can break the elastin and collagen like when you're pregnant right your belly swells right. okay but not from not I mean, I wasn't even doing anything well. crazy. I wasn't asking if I could, like, take a massage roller to mm. my neck or something. It was no. literally from moving my neck. So, that's Which you couldn't move anyway because you were frozen shut face forward right. with fibrosis. Right. So, yeah, that research, oh, I think. Guys, is this is key. why I made the course. Please stop. 
wrong with the things? Oh, no. Yeah, the research is, that's all your research in one place. I give you guys the science of swelling, the science of why manual lymphatic drainage works, exactly everything you said about where it goes wrong in your healing process as far as all these complications. The at-home care is module six, teaching you guys how to use all the supplies and the fibrosis stuff that I have her on. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, that's also why I have my virtuals is for the at home care. If you guys need help finding a therapist or finding massage and knowing what massage you need and finding someone in your area, that's the course, go take the course. But if you need help with your specific at home care protocol, that's a virtual with me or in session with me in New Jersey. Um, I, I mean, you look perfect. Yeah, you're, you're like I'm almost so you're 70% of the way there in two weeks. Yeah, so I'm super excited. I'm Finally, happy. I'm like, yay. I, I did know. this, and it was okay to have done. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and guys, again, a lot of the regret you have after your lipo and after your surgery has nothing to do with the surgery. The pain, because you weren't in pain, mm-hmm. the pain of lipo recovery oftentimes is not the surgery. It's the constant abuse to the broken tissue and the surgery area because you guys aren't getting the right kind of massage. You're getting post-op massage where, like you said, there's no protocol. There is no... This is why we're using this tool. This is why we're using this tool. It's just their routine of, we use this after surgery, it sells. We're going to rub you with the ultrasound machine, but not explain to you what we're doing with it. Oh, I do have one thing to say. I think at one point with the extra pressure, I found myself thinking, oh, like this must be bringing so much blood flow to the area. That's not what we want. And that's okay because maybe I just need to like not be too gentle with it and that's what's going to make it heal faster. And that was definitely some kind of bias that I had thinking, oh, this person's coming recommended to me by my surgeon so they must know what they're doing. It's the gaslighting. Yeah. It's the yeah. gaslighting. Like, oh, and so just taking that for granted and thinking that there was some like you start making aspect. up things in your yes. head that are not medically inclined yes. on a regular day. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I, there was a slight macho feeling to this, which was like, oh yeah, but like you know, like sports massage or whatever hurts, and in general, like when somebody's getting in there and trying to prevent you from getting scar tissue or whatever, it's supposed to hurt. Scar tissue work is never so. supposed to hurt, by the way. Just, I mean, hello, look at your neck in general. Right. That it doesn't have to hurt. So I think that kind of mentality of it does not mean something is being done if it's heavy pressure and that this issue after lipo does not take heavy pressure was like a huge thing. That's the same thing with your garment though, because when you came in, you were ripping Mm, that thing onto your face. Tighter is not better, harder is not better. It's actually the opposite. Mm. If you have a cut on your hand, and you get stitches. Right. They don't. They don't tourniquet the stitches. Yeah. Right? They put a gentle bandage mm-hmm. just to hold it. Right. And that's it. Right. Yeah. No no machoism here. No. And, and I think I saw a couple things online that said, oh, but the lymphatic massage I got, it was like feather pressure. I don't think it did anything. And I think that is a really big hole that people could get into. Well, again, it's not supposed to be feather because is my skin being stretched? No. It's not supposed to be dig because now my skin's not being stretched. It's going to get red and it's going to hurt. It's supposed to be stretching. You're supposed to be able to see your skin stretch parallel to your body. Mm -hmm. Like if you were to just put your fingers on your hand and just move your skin around... That's what manual lymphatic drainage feels like. It's just stretching your skin in a certain technique in a certain way 
purposefully to get all the fluid underneath your skin to get absorbed by your lymphatics to go back to your bloodstream so you pee it out. Anything lighter or deeper than that is missing the lymphatics completely because we're either not stretching the skin or we're bypassing the skin and going down into bone and tissue, which is not painful or not comfortable for anyone and painful. Yep, nope, that's, that's, I think, everything that... <laughs> everything that we, long six weeks. <laughs> that we couldn't fit in a Google review. Yes. Everything that wouldn't fit on, on the Google page. That's right. Okay, well, thank you, my love, yeah, for sharing absolutely. your um, interesting journey. And again, guys, she did take her surgeon's recommendations, and then she started doing her own research because she trusted her surgeon. But you have to... Your recovery is your responsibility, all these little Ashley with Amari catchphrases. That's not how it works. It's not supposed to be painful. Your recovery is your responsibility. All these things. All the things. Every single thing. All the things. Like, stop doing painful things. It is not helping. It is hurting. And rewatch this video if you're having lipo and you see any of these red flags in the massage that you're getting. Post-op massage is not the same thing as MLD. You need manual lymphatic drainage. If it is post-op manual lymphatic drainage, like what we have on our website, that's a different story. Mm-hmm. If it's actual manual lymphatic drainage, not lymph drainage, not lymph massage, not any of the post-op massage mixed-up modalities mm-hmm. where they can explain to you why they're doing it. Right. Radio frequency is the only thing I did not go through. Well, we don't know if your... Oh, that's a good point. Your thing had radio frequency yeah. in it. We don't know. We don't know. Because ultrasound, radio frequency, cavitation... Yeah, we don't know. It's kind of that's, all that's the only thing I'm assuming maybe I didn't go through. But you yes, might you might have. That's another red flag. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, the parade is over. Yep. There are no more red flags. That's right. You have you have come to us now. The parade has ended of red flags. My poor baby. But yes, she listened to her surgeon. She did all the things. She went to all the places her surgeon told her to go to, and that's when the complications started. So guys, advocate for yourself. Make sure you are getting gentle manual lymphatic drainage. And like you said, when you told your doctor that it was rough, he said, stop going. When you told him it wasn't working, he said, stop going mm-hmm. and started, kept switching. Sometimes your surgeon just doesn't have an actual MLD therapist. I have post-op massage, but they don't have someone that's doing actual MLD like me. Um, and that's not, you know, they're, they're just recommending whoever other people have gone to. It is up to you to find your therapist, and you can do that with our Vetting a Therapist guide. And you can even call, because we were talking about that. Mm-hmm. If you had that that sheet with the questions, you would have called all three of those places oh, yeah. and asked them the questions and been like, yeah, no, I'm good. This is not what I want. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, kind of, kind of a big part of it mm-hmm. is even if they come recommended by your surgeon – making sure that they're actually still legit is a big part of it and they're not going to cause you complications because um, that's you know kind of where we're at now with this. And if you know nothing about your massages and what you're supposed to be doing and you keep hearing all this stuff on the internet, instead of doing your research on a Google rabbit hole at 2 a.m., go buy the course. It's nine hours of content. You're up till 2 a.m. anyway. So yeah. that would be fine. Um, there are snippets of the course on our TikTok. If you guys want to start seeing them, go to our TikTok. We've got like little clips of like pieces of the course in there so you can start seeing what it's like. Um, but it covers all of this. It's basically my YouTube videos, just nine hours of them, of me like breaking everything down for you guys, hand-holding you, walking you through everything. So I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for sharing your Absolutely. your post-op stories. I'm sorry. I love you. Now it's all good. Now it's fine. <laughs> now I, I now fixed it's it. It's fine. <laughs> 
guys, thank you so much for watching. Um, Ashley with Amari, if you need to set up a virtual, call the office, 732-841-0142. Like I said, our virtuals for, are for at-home care. If you need to find a therapist, if you're like, I don't know what massage I need, I don't know where to find or how to find a therapist, I'm going to Miami and I don't know how to find somebody who's not going to do squeeze massage, get the vetting your therapist worksheet, get the post-op course and do that. If you are in New Jersey and you want to come see me, uh, Highland Park and Elizabeth, 732-841-0142, call the office and Alex can get you set up with an appointment with me. Uh, Pre-op too, because we talked about that. I do hella pre-ops. Like, all the yeah, time. Yeah, that would be great. I probably would have only had to have seen you for, like, a week. Yeah, you would have yeah. only seen me for about two to three weeks instead yeah. of, like, the bunch that we're going yeah. on now. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, pre-op. And that course, pre-op, if you guys are planning to get lipo and you don't know what massages you need or you've gotten the massages and you're like, okay, I know this isn't what I need, the course is going to take you through all of that so you can find somebody and know what you need. So doing that pre-op is also half the battle because then you would have been aware of what happens mm -hmm. to cause fibrosis. And the minute someone starts doing that to you, you would have run mm -hmm. because you know the science behind how fibrosis is created and yeah. how swelling works and what causes inflammation. And yeah. the minute they came at you with all those things, you would have been like, mm, I know what causes inflammation. Don't touch me with that. Thank you. Um, but yeah, that's, that's all in there. So if you need your supplies, the foams the wound care, mm -hmm. the post-op cream for flaky, irritated, hyperpigmented skin and fibrosis, um, and the, the soap. The soap. The soap, right, the gentle yeah. cleanser. That helps with my peeling. Yes. Too. Yeah, that stops the peeling generally in like the first two days. Mm -hmm. um, all of that is in the post-op shop. So amarepostopshop.com. Links are all in the bios in all the places. You guys can find them. And that's it. Uh, guys, please just be safe. Please, 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 please. You paid a lot of money for this surgery. You guys are already in such a fragile state after surgery. Do not go doing the things that are going to break more tissue and cause complications and then force yourself to do them because that's the only place your surgeon is recommending. You have free will choice. You can make good choices. You have the ability to do your research. I'm giving you the, res the research, handing it to you in a full-blown course um and worksheet and my videos and everything you need to advocate for yourself your recovery is your responsibility even if this person comes surgeon recommended or three these three people come surgeon recommended um your surgeon is actually happy that you stopped is, yeah. yeah he's happy that you're advocating for yourself Absolutely. so don't <laughs> feel bad about advocating for yourself mm -hmm. after surgery your recovery is your responsibility. Do your research from reputable sources, from places that have the science built into it, not just the Google rabbit holes. And that's it, guys. Ashley with Amare. Please be safe, and I'm here if you need me. Bye.